0: i mean we could pretty much just start going
1: is it recording?
0: it's been recording okay through all your Josh or trash talk perfect the dogs started barking so that's good right.
1: i do think it's funny how he was relentless on those guys
0: yeah no it's the best you, you kind of need that you, you it's entertainment. Like, if you get too wrapped up into it, it's, you know... You, I, you, I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Yeah, you just got a handful of... uh slobbery, Arlo drool. Slobbery Arlo drool. Ugh. So... He's,
1: Arlo's treating your dog like a 403 singer.
0: Mm. Disrespectful, all of The... Oh, very much, so... so, so catch fire. We'll, we'll do a... A little disclaimer here. Okay. We're at the Fireside Podcast called The Dog Pod, and um, we got three dogs walking around.
1: There might be a fourth in the mix sometimes. There so.
0: could be a fourth, and uh, they tend to growl and and play fairly aggressively.
1: sophie has got a bark collar on.
0: So there's, be- there'll be a couple beeps, that's just yeah, her trying to bark.
1: Yeah, that's her bark collar. She's <laughs> trying to bark at the other dogs. Yeah. She plays Mama Bear.
0: They get a little rough, she gets a little barky. Yep. Looks There's like. Support. I hope not, because then it gets a little more crazy. Okay. Um. We
1: just go with it and let it see what happens.
0: So, topics. I haven't even told you a couple of them are. We're going to talk about who's number one. Okay. Which is, or was the Craig, or, see, I'm already messing that up. Gordon Ryan versus Luis Ponza was the headline. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that, the horrific news that we got for that, which is happening next weekend. Okay. And then we're going to talk a little bit about white belts training. You hey. The,
1: There's that beeping I was telling you about.
0: That was, yeah. Oh, they let Penny out. They let Penny out. So we do have four. We have four. Okay. This is good. Yeah.
1: We'll try, we'll try our best here. Yeah. We may have to put them inside.
0: Yeah, we might. And then they can deal with all four.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> well, then we'll be in trouble.
0: <laughs> yes. So, oh, the hell with it. We'll do it live. Yep. Um, so, we're going to talk about a little bit about white belts training. Okay. And then we're going to talk about the most. Um, what do you call it? The scene, or not the scene? The thing that is. Uh, what is it when you're not supposed to talk about something? Like the elephant in the room? No, like it's it's bougie to talk about it. It's it's like you not you know, don't talk about that. Promotions is what it is. Okay. That's probably so loud.
1: Gotcha.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna talk about promotions a little bit. Right. Just okay. to put you in a little bit of a hot seat. That's all
1: right. I like it. Yeah,
0: I know it. Um, so who's number one? We'll talk about that first. What was, do you know what the last who's number one was?
1: last who's number one was, uh, I believe it was when Gordon competed against Wegener.
0: What did you think about that? Because we watched it, and uh, it turns out Gordon, uh, I think he was about a 20-minute match, and Gordon dominated, I would say, the whole time, and then finished him with a triangle from the back, and he ultimately called it.
1: Set up that triangle off of a Kimura, I believe. I'm seeing the scramble right in my brain. Mm-hmm. Side control, goes for a Kimura, it ends up turning it into, like kind of works toward the back off so it. Of kind it. of slides, yeah, slides, slides the out the back. It it's the triangle. So, yeah, so that was actually, that event was really cool because it was the first time that we had the event at the academy. It had a little open mat and had the Who's Number One going, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. That's kind of why when we did the remodel in the academy, we put the TV in so that we could do just for that. Right. Well, not just for that, but that was one of the one of the benefits of that. Her dogs walking around, and travel over here. That it could be louder.
0: They haven't done that all night. They're going to lay in it. Oh, Jesus. And then they're going to play in it.
1: Well, it's a dog cast for... A reason, so.
0: <laughs> Frank, Frank, can you get out of there, please? Text,
1: Arlo, Arlo. Text, the, uh, text Amy here and see if she wants to bring him inside.
0: It's just... Maybe just Arlo. Maybe just Arlo. We'll see if that...
1: Maybe that'll work. It might work. Let me give her a text.
0: So, okay, yeah. Gar- Gordon defeated Wagner... Now a lot of people are saying that they think that Wagner, Arlo, or Frank—you're killing me! You're killing me! This has started great. <laughs> Listenership is high. Oh, my gosh! Oh,
1: so, uh, it
0: sounded
1: good. Yeah, so I, I mean, we talk about it. No one.
0: <laughs> everyone's turned it off. Um. Some people said they actually feel like Wagner did really well. What do you, what do you think about that opinion? I'll, I'll give mine on that in a second. Well, so what do you think?
1: I mean, he's a top-tier competitor, and I have a hard time criticizing anybody's performance at that level, right? Like that's,
0: It's just me and you.
1: Well, no, I know. I'm saying that, of course, he, he did as best as anybody could do in that situation. He's given up weight fought a hard fight, but Gordon smashed him. Okay, thank you. There was no, no, yeah.
0: Because you put a lot of disclaimers right there, and I don't want to hear it.
1: Okay. Well, I'm not going to sit and criticize (laughs) him and say the guy sucks like some people would.
0: Right, and that's not what I... That's silly. That's absolutely silly. I think think it it comes down to Gordon is that that good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, Wagner, I think we're going to see him on this card this week, or this coming weekend. Against yeah, a, great. like, three-time Nogi world champion in Josh Hinger. Yeah. And I think Wagner probably wins, in my opinion. I, I just, I think he will. But I think it's going to be close, no matter what. But it, I think Wagner comes out on top. But Gordon... That's, good,
1: that's actually a really good match. I'm really interested in that match because both those guys are very physical. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a fist fight breaks out.
0: Yeah, it'll get it'll get a little nasty. I don't know. I think they've typically been different weights. Okay.
1: Well, they're both very physical. Yeah. In the way they compete. Yeah. I expect a lot of heavy clubbing.
0: Well, see In I think it's interesting because Wagner is, he, he's pretty upright, like his wow. main his primary stance. It's is fairly upright, so it'll take some work for Hanger to actually get that front headlock position, I think.
1: Yes. Um, it's going to be hard to, to control the height of his head, I agree. Um, I'm actually Frank. I'm actually kind of excited about that match, though. Like, I think that one actually is one of the ones I want to see probably the most, just because I know it's going to be the physicality of it. Right,
0: yeah. I think it's it's... It might not be the most exciting, like as in like high flying, but the technical piece of it is going to be pretty cool because just that matchup is 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 really good. Um, and then so
1: and that's coming up on
0: that's uh, coming this weekend. This,
1: this next weekend,
0: yeah. So
1: is that a Friday night?
0: That's yeah, Friday night.
1: So probably open map.
0: Probably open map. Sounds like a plan. Now um, back to Gordon and Wagner. I think. I think Gordon, kind of like when he had Roberto Jimenez in, like, full-on inside Senkaku, double trouble, just, and lets it go. I think he kind of had those moments with uh, Wagner. Because he did say the whole time leading up, he's going to punish him. He's going to... and If you look at the photos of Wagner right after, his face is bruised and red. He was...
1: Yeah, I... No, I, I... If, some, if people were saying, oh, it took Gordon that long to submit him, and that's what they're judging how well Wagner did or did not do, it's, that's a, a silly a metric because the whole match, Gordon was, one, he was trying to drag it on. It was obvious. Yeah. But he was also hunting for a specific submission, mm-hmm. the triangle. Right. And it's, if you're, it's hard enough to submit a guy of that level. Period, but then right. you're going to call your shot, and you're going to actually finish with a specific submission. That's a lot more difficult. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know how it is if you're if you're working a specific technique at the academy. Well, you, we've been doing we just re- recently did like a lapel guard series, right, where we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time going over lapel guards. And uh, usually, when you're studying something, you tend to gravitate toward trying to use it in your training. You should be
0: right. Yeah, you know, I mean that's
1: doing kimuras right now. You, sh- you should be trying to use kimuras in your sparring. Right. Um, it becomes that much more difficult when you're trying to do one thing instead of taking what the opponent gives you. Really, what, when you're doing Jiu-Jitsu effectively, you should be taking what the opponent gives you rather than trying to hunt for a specific thing.
0: Rather than trying to like force, like I'm, I'm going to force this guy like into a kimura position. You're, you're maybe doing setups that. Cause them to react a certain way, which then can open up a kimura. But you're not necessarily just like ripping at the grips to get a kimura.
1: Well, yeah. So you could uh, maybe you know, there, I, if you're on a kimura, that's a, that's a position where if you can get a kimura grip, you may stay on it, right? But if you're, Guys. if you're specifically hunting for one thing,
0: yeah,
1: and your opponent is defending that one thing. They're going to open something else up. And when you're doing jiu-jitsu correctly, you should be able to move from one attack to the next and chain them together. And that's that's what I'm talking about. Gordon wasn't doing that. Yeah. He was specifically hunting for one thing, and it wasn't because obviously yeah, that was by choice. It wasn't right. You know, for any other reason other than choice. I mean, he could have easily finished that match at any time. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. Maybe um, I mean, not at any time, but right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He was in firm that would have control. Been Firm control. Right. Like that whole time. Um, so, yeah, we got Wagner and Hinger. That's the, I don't know if it's a co main or just the second to last fight. But there's the main event, which is Luis Ponza and Craig Jones. Now, Craig Jones subbing in for Gordon because he's having like some medical issues with his stomach. The guy's just struggling to keep like his food doesn't digest fast enough or something but so he's constantly nauseous i I
1: heard about that on uh, the podcast that he did with joe rogan and it sounds terrible
0: (laughs) yes it does maybe he needs to get on like a coors light diet i would imagine that might help (laughs) i mean breakfast burritos coors light yeah two eggs two pieces of bacon
1: Three eggs, probably. Three
0: eggs. Need to get the protein. Who's
1: eating two? Have you seen how big that guy is?
0: That's true. He needs three. Probably at least three. Yeah. I mean, let's not get crazy. Okay. But I've heard that diet works. It does. At least for happiness.
1: Yeah, you know, it's... it's so he's out because, yeah. of the, because of the medical, and that's too bad. Thanks. <laughs> hey. what, a, what a fun guy to watch. Um, so he's out. We <laughs> he got... Uh, yeah. Sub being for him is Craig Jones?
0: The world's best number two.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like watching Craig go as well.
0: Yeah, I would say I like watching Craig just as much. Unless he is going... Unless he's going against someone that really does not want to engage. Mm -mm. Because Craig doesn't seem to have... Uh, Frank, you're killing me, Smalls. Uh Craig doesn't seem to have the aggressiveness that Gordon can channel, or maybe not the takedown prowess that Gordon seems to have. I think he's been working on it, but when you see him go against guys that are more hesitant to engage, his, like, wrestling up isn't quite as good as... uh it's Gordon's, so it almost kind of causes this really kind of boring match. And
1: it feels to me like sometimes with Craig, you know, with with Gordon, always be, there's always kind of a surprise element. You're not quite sure what he's going to bring to the table this time. Right. Whereas Craig, you can almost bank he's going to be entering into the legs and he's going to be looking for a heel hook finish. And True. I mean, he's amazing at it, but it, it doesn't seem that you have that variety. Um, there's not really a surprise element. Necessarily to his game in that way.
0: Yeah. Like I guess he's really good at triangles. Um, but it's one of those things where... And, and arm bars, I think Dana said. But it's one of those things where his obviously his bread and butter is... Kind of like backside 50-50, inside heel hooks. Like that sort of deal.
1: But who knows? Maybe he'll bring something new to the table this time. Because I know that that team's been working on that. That's kind of yeah. their goal.
0: I know they've been working on... Trips. From the sitting position, um, so when they are like playing like some sort of open guard uh, to try to trip and go for like little foot sweeps from from sitting down.
1: Yeah, you've seen um, you saw that a lot with Gordon, where he will initiate a trip from his butt, like a seated guard. Yeah, and he'll initiate it, but he'll follow it by entering into like a, a single leg or. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times he'll use knock knockoff balance and he'll finish yeah. with his wrestling.
0: Yeah, from the knees. Like, yeah. it's like, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's pretty smart because it's low um, low risk, mm-hmm. you know, rather than trying to get deep on someone and turn the corner and reshoot and all that, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm taking Craig on that one. Luis Ponza, uh, big dude. Dimey. Just a dime piece of a man. Have you seen him?
1: I have. I'm not not, not recalling.
0: Want me to bring up a photo? Do it. I'll do it. Let's do it. You think I won't? I'll I have my whole can. Google search just...
1: You probably got it in your screen <laughs> <section> there. <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to look up Luis Ponza shirtless.
1: Okay. So this is the box. They, they don't ever walk on the rocks.
0: It's hurting my face. he <laughs> just, just cannonballed in them.
1: I've texted Amy three times.
0: I, 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 I text Olivia.
1: They're ghosting us. They're like, you know what? Screw your podcast. Oh, yeah. That guy's look pretty. At, look at his chin. I know. He's, he's, got, the, he's got the eyes of stone. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, he's getting light. Look, sure. look at the
0: hair. You
1: know, it'll be a shame when he gets his leg torn. Apart. Yeah, I
0: mean, you can't do much about that. Yeah. I mean, he's bodied up, too. Jeez Louise.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: That's going to be you in like two months. Ah.
1: Okay, put it oh, boy. Can you see
0: it? I mean, bodied up. It's a little bright. Where's the pretty photo? Oh, there it is. I could
1: pull up a speakerphone call with Amy and and put her on blast here on
0: the... Yeah, guy, that's a pretty man. Um, Yeah, you should probably do that. (laughs) Should I? Yeah. Where'd the little fuzzy thing go that was on your your mic? I'm not going to reach around your butt too much.
1: All right, well, let me stand up.
0: Walk around, it's wireless. Why don't
1: I just put the dogs in? Why don't I just walk down there?
0: And just put all four of them in.
1: Yeah, do it. I'm scared to do that. Well, they had, they had their opportunity.
0: You're all balls, my friend. He's all balls. So, the as Andrew's doing that. I say, Luis Ponzi's got a great straight straight ankle lock. And he is a very pretty man, but I don't think he's gonna be able to compete. I I think he's bigger than Craig Jones, also.
1: I'm back. Olivia said, I heard when I opened the door, she's dog scurrying in there. She's like, okay. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Olivia.
0: I just had the best hook laugh right there.
1: Best hook? Like, like, uh. (laughs) <laughs> From the movie? <laughs> me. That's me. What was
0: that guy? Dustin <laughs> Hoffman.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Dustin Hoffman and uh, Robin Williams.
0: Rest in that's peace. It's
1: a, a great movie. We actually, Eli and I watched that uh, probably six months ago or something like that. It was the first time you watched it.
0: I watch it probably every three months.
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: My wife loves it. That's great. Yeah. Uh,
1: bangarang, Peter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,. Do you ever think that that, maybe that character, Robin Williams, Peter Pan, is a pedophile?
1: Robin Williams?
0: Well, the character, that Peter Pan. What's a 40 year old dude hanging out with a bunch of kids? A bunch of young boys. Sleeping at their place?
1: Well, he was Peter Pan.
0: Was. Now he's a 40 year old man.
1: <laughs> he's trying to get his kids back, Bill. That's it.
0: So they're just going to let one out at a time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which one did they let out? It was. That's Frank. That was too much. Oh, here comes another one. No. <laughs> another oh, one. my gosh.
1: It's okay. It's okay. So, 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 Luis Ponza.
0: Yeah, okay. He's,
1: I agree with you. I, I'm going to pick Craig on that one. And so, it, you're picking Wagner on.
0: in. Overhanger. So, yeah.
1: I can't choose the same guys as you every time.
0: You know, it's okay. We're friends.
1: All right, all right. Um but what else I we, we got? We, we gotta go to the next match so I can pick somebody different. Yeah, we
0: might disagree as, as we uh as we go. You pick um Mikey. You got Mikey versus Pinheiro. Yeah, you gotta
1: take Pinheiro.
0: I, I actually was gonna take. Okay. I was already gonna take uh Pinheiro. Perfect. Um I think Frank, it's okay. Um who's num no, This is actually a better card than all the others, I think. From a, uh, like, matchup standpoint, um, from top to bottom, cause there's somewhat, can't put the mic in his mouth. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm trying to bring it up here. So, Mikey Musumeci versus, I think it's another Luis, Luis Pinheiro. Frank. I just, Frank, please. I, oh my gosh I love it yeah, at least someone so does so
1: professional so professional
0: yeah this I mean this is you know
1: what nobody expects much from us anyway so that's true you know that's true any sweat it.
0: any uh, little bit of yeah you're right this is a pain in the ass to find um, the,
1: the card right yeah so for those of you guys listening if there's anybody left um, before we started the podcast, I actually tried to Google the Who's Number One card. And I have a challenge for you. If you can if you can find out, because I've done this with every Who's Number One card. i try tried to Google the card. And it is impossible to find their current or upcoming events card. Every time.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I've gone to schedule. And... It's wild. Oh, um, it just backed me out.
1: Mikey, Mikey is—he's uh, fun to watch. He's just such a a fun individual to like. So smooth.
0: When he's, he's committing done. to nogi, like I'm, he, he's he and he's of the idea of jiu-jitsu's jiu-jitsu. he can train in the gi a ton, mm-hmm. and he will be fine. Uh, nogi. Like he feels like he'll, he'll translate.
1: Who was his last match against?
0: Marcelo Cohen.
1: I felt like he was also hunting for a particular submission in that in that match. It was a triangle he finished with. He entered the triangle from mount. Yeah. And it looked to me like he was really working that same for that same position throughout the whole fight. Um,
0: yeah, because yeah, because once he was able to get that leg over, he was mounted done. for a long time, and he looked great though. Yeah, I mean, very sharp, super technical,
1: very very sharp. And he he was swimming the arms. He was trying to get set up that mountain triangle. And as soon as he got that leg over, it was it was immediate, immediate finish. So that was really cool. It was, it was fun to see. I like watching. I like watching him. I'm glad he's doing the no gi events. You know. Yeah. Um,
0: he says it kind of excites him uh, with for jujitsu again. Because he felt like he kind of knew that he would win, if he went to a tournament, like he just it just it was done. Like he he just was so confident. Imagine, he, I mean he was imagine, winning. Imagine
1: imagine being that good to where yeah, it's not really very fun because it's not really a challenge. Right. Sick.
0: It is kind of gross when you think about that.
1: It's yeah. Um. Imagine what it's like for him. Like even daily training. Like how does he get uh. Thrill.
0: He said, for pretty much the whole lockdown, he just trained with his sister and then some brown belt.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. I would imagine that if you're if for a guy like that, you, you would need to be in a room that's got guys that can challenge you regularly. Otherwise, it would get stagnant.
0: For sure, for sure. And that I mean, that's probably why he's he's going with you know open weights and all that kind of stuff. Just to, to continue that challenge. Oh, my goodness, I found it. You found it. So, Wagner, Hinger, okay. Uh, so, I, I'm actually taking Pinheiro. Okay. I said that, right? Yep, you did. I'm doing it. All right. I'm going to take him. Um,
1: what do you know about that guy?
0: He, I believe, is a two-time world champ. He's in the gi. Uh he just had I think he had a match with Cisnero uh Josh Cisnero, um, which is like a highlight. He's this new black belt. Um not this last pans, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. He he got his black belt a month before and then won it. He beat Paula Meow. Okay. Like just and he's a highlight reel, really, Super aggressive. You you you'd love watching this kid. He is really good, um, and he's actually maybe better at nogi, um, but he's a beast in both. And he um, he went against Piniero, and I believe Pinheiro beat him in nogi in a fight to win. Uh, so that's the co-main actually, Mikey and Lu- Lucas Piniero. I wonder if I can bring up, uh, yeah, he beats Cisneros. Um, he's the no, 2020 Nogi Pan champ. Um, yeah, I don't recognize a lot of the, the lighter weight names. Um, but so we got Mikey, Musumechi, Lu- Lucas, Pinero, Wagner, Hinger. Obviously, Craig Ponza. Now, the next one, Nicky Ryan Gabriel Almeida. Checkmate guy.
1: That's cool. I'm glad glad Nicky's competing. Yeah. I don't know enough about Almeida.
0: So, he's been competing a crap ton. Yeah. I mean, a lot. He's a Checkmate guy. Uh, He does have some big wins. Uh, he beat Oliver Tart- Taza by decision uh, at a fight to win. That was not a, you know, it was, he didn't, like, dominate him or anything. Um, he beat Pedro Mourinho, which is a pretty big one, uh new black belt, real aggressive headhunter guy. Uh, I don't know who Jay Torres is.
1: So he's gamey. He's been competing. It'll be interesting to see because
0: yeah,
1: Nicky hasn't had a lot of competition. He has had a lot of comp- He hasn't been very active, right?
0: Yeah. And he's a new black belt. Uh he a lot
1: of muscle mass, so I wonder if that'll impact him. He better.
0: is yeah. south there. <laughs> you call him the south oh, boss where I come from, boy. Big.
1: He's a big. <laughs> big. Um, yeah, it'll, I'm... I, I like watching the Ryan Brothers compete, so that'll be fun. I, I, yeah. don't really, I don't really have know enough to call that one. but.
0: Well, you would um, have went with the old redhead anyway, so. Sure. I mean, just call it what it is. Default Nikki is Nikki redheaded? to your DNA.
1: I thought Nikki was blonde, or like a brunette. Anna. He, so, like he a dirty blonde.
0: dyed his hair more blonde, but he is full-blown blown red.
1: He's a, he's a natural redhead? I didn't know this.
0: Did I just make a connection?
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to be rooting for him then.
0: I think Frank's taking a dump over your shoulder.
1: (laughs) Oh, wonderful.
0: (laughs) I hope he does.
1: If he does, it's going to stink. It's going to be terrible. No,
0: yeah. I mean, Gordon's a red. He's like a dirty red, kind of like Casey.
1: Man, I don't know if I. I I have a different standard of red hair. Like, my other kid, my my hair was bright red. Like Owens? No, Owens, nothing. Compared to what my hair was. Really? Yeah, I'll find a picture.
0: You had like, It's not red. It's orange. Do you remember? Do you remember Full Blown Orange?
1: Um, Problem Child. Not really. Okay, it was a terrible movie, but um, you you never saw that movie, huh?
0: Well, I think I did.
1: Now you got me getting my Google out.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking like carrot top, like, but brighter. Yes. So what happened? Did you dye it?
1: No, it just got, over the years it got darker. Darker. Or you, I guess lighter maybe. Do you ever miss it? No. I hated my hair as a kid. Are you kidding me?
0: Are you guys the only people it's okay to make fun of if you're from any culture?
1: Yeah, I think, I, I do think that may be the case. Um, it seems like this kid. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to show you, I don't even want to show this to you, because it might give me a new nickname.
0: I do remember this kid, Yeah. and that's the ugliest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> brutal. I mean, the freckles, the, why are his lips so red? That's one question.
1: <laughs> that kid, though, that's the kid I was talking about.
0: Okay, you look like him. Yeah.
1: Right. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. gonna Trying to find a better picture that'll be a little bit more bright. Bright, so I can
0: show. I'm not you. saying y'all look alike. I'm not going down that road. Here you go. Frank, get out of there,
1: the-
0: go. Gosh, I mean, he had like a little lisp almost. He's terrible.
1: He's terrible. He's terrible. I'll see
0: you here. He not. Close. Not that close. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Give, give it like 12 inches. Just give it a second. Here, I'll look down so it doesn't see my face. It's,
1: there we go. That, that was a trick. Look at that.
0: Look
1: at that view. <laughs> that <laughs> was my hair as a kid.
0: I wish he had it still.
1: It, it, it gets lighter over time. Yeah. I have a friend. He tells me that... Because uh, I guess... I, I didn't know this, but I guess redheads don't go gray. They go white.
0: Oh, Their that's kind of cool, though.
1: Yeah, <laughs> My buddy tells me it's it's my reprieve when my nice. <laughs> when I get to be sixty or whatever. Nice. My reprieve is that all.
0: Do you lose all your power? I don't know. Hmm. I'm excited to find out.
1: Yeah, it's. They say <laughs> that gingers don't have souls, but when we were rolling today, Rick Astley had a song come on. Did it? It did. And if we don't have soul, explain that guy.
0: What happens when Rick Astley comes on and you and Casey are rolling?
1: It's probably the same thing that's always happening, which is him squishing me.
0: Squishing <laughs> me. Putting his big, burly chest in your yes. face. Yes. Full no, along came Polly.
1: Power Twins Unite, right there.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that guy defies that whole no soul.
0: That's true. He does.
1: You know, I mean, if that's a, either that or he got all of it and the rest of us got none.
0: Yeah. Did you ever hear that joke growing up? About what? Not having a soul.
1: Well, no, because that came later on because that was a, a South Park thing. No. Are you sure?
0: When did South Park come out?
1: Probably in late 90s.
0: That was had to have been before South Park. I think that's been around oh, since our like it's, grandparents.
1: It's South Park. This is we need a producer here so they can look this stuff up for us. Pull it up, Liv. She's not here.
0: I'm gonna ask her. She yeah. I just read her text. She said you get Frank.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did Ginger's get called having no soul? <laughs> you could have just
1: looked it up. <laughs> You're not seriously texting her, are you? I just did. Oh, my God.
0: She can do the work. Because when you're starting to read through things, it's, like, hard that's to, like, true. That's you know.
1: That's um, Yeah, no, so that's – where were we at, even, on this? We were talking about – oh, Nicky uh, Ryan being a ginger. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah no, that kid from Problem Child is the ginger. That Nicky Ryan is – not I don't think he qualifies.
0: It's kind of interesting how there's, like – have you ever heard, like, in the black community, there's, like, white skinned brothers and dark skin brothers, and there's kind of, like, some fighting going on there? That's
1: not the same thing.
0: It kind of feels like it. No. Like, he's not red enough.
1: Like, I, like I'm disparaging him?
0: Yeah, like, you coming at Russell Wilson right now. No. And Nikki no. Ryan is Russell Wilson. That's inappropriate. And you're um, Richard Sherman.
1: I just want to say this disclaimer here. I do not agree with this analogy. I know what you're getting at.
0: I think everybody knows what I'm getting at and everyone's on my
1: side. <laughs> I have never once tried to take somebody's uh, red hair away from them.
0: You just did. There's evidence.
1: Mickey Ryan is not redhead. Ugh. Okay. okay. All right. So is anybody with a red in their beard qualify as a redhead? No. Okay. So that you agree there's some level of. Yeah, of a sliding scale here.
0: I don't think Sean King is a black guy. No, but, but just because he cuts his hair and like trims where, his shitty beard as one.
1: Where, where would you would you say? Clearly, I'm ginger. Look at my hair. But I wouldn't. It's good that you Ryan say it. It's good that you admit as it as a ginger.
0: You. Okay. Well,
1: that's just my. I mean, does he have freckles?
0: Ne- next time I'm giving him a back rub, I'll look at his back. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you're probably going to find some pimples because he's been juicing up like crazy. So don't, don't confuse the two. Okay. Pimples are not freckles.
0: Well, I'll check back with you on All right. how his butt looks. So
1: let's move on to the next match.
0: Okay, Jessa Kahn from Art Jiu-Jitsu. She's that really yep. 18-year-old, yep. black fresh yeah. black belt. Um super good. yep, it's super good. Uh I think she got gold at Pans this uh this uh like last weekend. Um I guess Patty Fontes. I believe she's a Nogi world champion, uh pretty decorated. She's the one that got uh Dead Orchard by Grace Gundrum at the last okay. not the last who's number one, but the first one that Grace was on. Okay. Um good match though. That's a decorated black belt against Jessa Khan, fresh black belt, but is obviously an animal.
1: I gotta go, with Jess. I agree. I feel like she's gonna put a show on.
0: I agree. I think these young, these young fresh black belts. There's, it seems like there's no more of the break-in period. Break-in period.
1: Yeah, they're coming in ready to go. Oh,
0: Penny's out coming now. in
1: hot, just like Penny just did.
0: Yes, yeah, she did. Um, I, I don't think there's. It, it seemed how ha- historically when these really good brown belts and purple belts as they came through they were winning the world and stuff like that they become black belts and there's a couple years that that momentum just it comes to a halt yeah and <laughs> you almost they fade away or maybe uh, like the meows uh, they they end up continuing to, to do good um, but even the meows had Uh, a little grace period before they started winning again.
1: And you saw the same thing with Keenan.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: Um, Times have changed. These guys are coming up and they're... It's almost... You almost wonder if some of it has to do with... I know that Gordon had put out, like when he was on Rogan's podcast, they talked about how... he He was referencing... Uh, John John's material, his DVDs, and he was referencing his own DVDs and how um, Rogan had asked, like, don't you worry about being a top-level competitor. You're putting out all these secrets and you're, anybody can see them and, and yeah. use them, you know? And, and he, he, his response was simple. He's like, you know, no, I don't. He goes, most of the guys I compete against today won't watch videos from other top-level guys. It's like almost like an ego thing. Like, they don't right. think that they need to learn or change their jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. um so i think what's happening is you're seeing a lot of the, the young younger generation coming up is more more uh open to learning some of that stuff and adapting yeah whereas some of the older guys are more set in their ways and so i think you're seeing when people come up it's, it's a little different now
0: yeah i think also there's Like, they're training like professional athletes now, like full-time job kind of professional athletes from a young age, and we actually know what professional jiu-jitsu athletes look like now. Right. I think historically, and Gordon talks about this, is how a lot of jiu-jitsu guys treated it was they get fat, then they do three months of hard training <laughs> for the major, then they're off for two months. And that, you know, they're doing this fluctuating thing where they'll literally take two months of barely any training. And now, the Rotolos, they don't take days off.
1: Well, from what I can tell through my experiences, when when Worlds first started, you would still see guys that maybe, you know, they still had day jobs and they were still competing.
0: When did you start paying attention to, like, competitions? Because, you know, sometimes when you start jiu-jitsu, you don't even really know what Worlds is. But when, when do you think you probably started kind of paying attention to that sort of thing?
1: You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, probably blue belt level. Well,
0: I mean, you're, like, what, around probably. what year is so? that? 2002,
1: 2003. Okay. But, you know, I never, I never got. Would that have been Leo
0: Vieira kind of time when he was on top?
1: Leo was one of them. Marcela Garcia was obviously one of them. You had, you know, uh, Um I mean, there was there was a bunch of guys. Hodger. Uh, Jacare. Uh, uh, draw a blank now. Uh, I'll remember it. But there was a lot of there was a lot of guys. I mean, they were all very skilled and very talented, but. The money wasn't there. They didn't have as much resources for specifically training. What you're seeing now is you're seeing almost some of these academies are almost like Olympic training centers. So if you think about a place like Otos, Otos is like almost like an Olympic training center. So, for yeah. example, for, for wrestling, uh, you have the Olympic training center where you, they chip off all the best athletes in the sport uh, t- to go train together, right? And, and that's where they train for the Olympics, right? Um, Autos is kind of a similar. And what I mean by that is you have the best athletes from around the country going to the same place. If you're, if you're a high-level jiu-jitsu guy and you're living in whatever, maybe you're living up here, maybe you're living in um, Minnesota or There's, there's a going.
0: guy on this card that we'll use as an example, Cole Abate. Okay. He He's a youth juvenile, yep. so he's some sort of colored belt in a juvenile, and AOJ swooped him.
1: Yeah, AOJ's big for this. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, he's a blue belt. He's about to go against a brown belt adult, Yeah, but it's because he's that good.
1: Well, it's kind of like, we'll uh, take Carrie Ann, for example, right? She's yeah. uh, obviously a very talented and gifted Four, athlete. 14 now, probably, yeah. 15. And, and she's, she I mean, she she has a she does a lot of different sports, right? She's not just locking into jiu-jitsu, but... She, she's the kind of person that has that ability where um, athletes of that nature are getting swooped up. They're they're coming in they're, uh places like AOJ, they're maybe offering sponsorships or whatever, and they're there. There's families that relocate specifically so their child can train jujitsu right. full time. I mean, right. that's pretty intense. When well, there's a
0: rip. Re- Regiment that's, that's in, in, in place. So, I mean, AOJ is a great example. Autos, of course, as well. Unity is yep. another one. Um, the, the checkmat gym that the Tackett brothers come out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't even know that guy. He's not, his name isn't very big, but he's just got Cody Steals out of there. Um, they've got a bunch of savages, but they, they're treating it. Those gyms are now treating it like a p- profession. Mm-hmm. When they do recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they get the recruiting, but they get people to come there also because they uh, they have a program in place rather than, let's say, if they're at their, their cascade jiu-jitsu where yeah. maybe it's a tough room, but there's, you know, they're not doing two classes every single day, competition-focused, like in one of them, you know, there isn't the resources, if you will, that some of these –
1: yeah, they're, Super geared, gyms they're, are. they're geared specifically for this purpose. Yeah, tournaments. Right? And and so what, what a normal jiu-jitsu academy, your everyday jiu-jitsu academy is going to have is they're going to have their their pool of of members that they draw from. And, and some of those members are going to – everybody's going to come in with a, a different level of yeah. natural ability, right? And you get some freaks that come in the door every now and then. These academies here, they're recruiting the top freaks from around the country mm-hmm. to come train with them, and so you put all these guys in the same room and it has the snowball effect, right? Yeah. So I think that that plays a lot into these black belts coming up and being competition-ready when they move from brown to black is that they're a lot of these, like Jess on, she's coming from um, AOJ. Mm-hmm. You know, she's coming from an academy where she's got probably – Top training environment that she could possibly have.
0: They're more. It's more like Alabama's college football team. Yeah. Like it's probably a better way. To you're it. not a. If you're not a five star, which is the highest level high school recruit,
1: right? So you're the best. You're the best football player. The five star recruit uh, Hi, football players are the best in the nation. In the nation.
0: And they, you're not getting on that team. The backups are five star. Yeah. Recruits. <laughs> So it's, 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 uh, it's incredible. Like even a, a a program like university of Washington, which is very good.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, they might have a couple. couple. Yeah. In Alabama, you're not even you, like to be considered to just make the team. Mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of incredible intangible or, um, a five star recruit. Yeah.
1: It create, there's demand, right? There's demand. Yeah. Um, in, when programs start winning, there's more demand to go to those programs, and so mm-hmm. that's, that's just the nature of it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. actually a better analogy than uh, my Olympic training center analogy. right? Thank you. Um, I like that. I will use that from now on. But that's that's, that's kind of that's how that's how it is, right? And uh, which is great if that's what you're into. Uh, but Jiu Jitsu is so much more than just yeah that, right? Yeah. There's to me, I think that that's competition's great. It's great to go compete. It makes you better. Uh, it, it gives you a lot of things that, they it test you mentally, test you physically, it pushes you to be better. Uh, it is constant proving ground. Right? All oh, no, that didn't work. We got to go back to the drawing board here and fix this and fix that. That's great. Um, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch as a as a fan. It's fun to see all this development. Um, but you know, there's there that's there's there's a place for that, and then there's a place for just your your run-of-the-mill training gym, right? Like, your run-of-the-mill academy. Yeah. It's just for everybody. You yeah. know, and, and what I mean by that is what I say jiu-jitsu so much more is just the community aspect of it. Uh, look at look at our gym. How many great people I've met through there and how many people have just changed my lives. So my our, my life, we've seen a lot of people benefit from that. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's the real, like, benefit of jiu-jitsu. And so... I don't like to get so hyper focused on, oh, this is the only thing. This is the only thing. Well, that's great. We should be focused on that. We should be, fo- but more importantly, we should be focused on creating a culture and an environment that allows every everybody to improve, even average people, like people that go to work. They maybe their mom or dad, and they but they have a, a a chance to move their body, to be physical, and to reap the benefits of jujitsu. That's, to me is more important. Right. Um, and, but it is, it is fun to, to have those venues where, as a fan, you get to watch some of these guys compete and innovate, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, then, and then it's good to have a competition team within every academy.
0: It's also yeah. cool that, I mean, we're pretty fortunate that we can, like, you can't, and I know that people have said this, but you can't go to the gym, you know, at, like a basketball court and play basketball or shoot hoops or play pig with, you know, some of the Lakers. Right. But, like, Craig Jones on Instagram today, mm-hmm. he because he's subbing in, so he's in Vegas right now, and but he wasn't scheduled to be, so he didn't have any seminars lined up like he normally does, right, when he comes to whatever venue. He gets there early, does seminars every day and, and leading up. So he had a day free, and he puts wow. out on Instagram, he's like, is, are any gyms having an open mat today? That's pretty cool. Craig Jones is going to walk through the door, and you're going to be able to roll with him.
1: That's pretty, pretty rad.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: That's like you, Russell Westbrook is like, hey, where's a court yeah. to play?
1: Yeah. Who wants to shoot hoops with me? <laughs>
0: yeah. Who wants to shoot hoops, guys? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. That's a really good point. That's enough. just
0: cool, you know?
1: No, yeah, it's... It's such a good – it's such a – you just get such good people on the mats in the jiu-jitsu academy. And I know that's overplayed. Everybody always says that. Um, but everybody says it because it's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it just tends to be a way to – that community you tend to develop connections there that maybe you don't you, – you're not going to get at work. You know, yeah. You're not going to get necessarily – in your day to day, outside of it, so it gives you a real connection, a real community. Hey, bud. Frank you digging my
0: hole. Frank's digging a post hole for you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow. I love it.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to turn those down every time they do that. Okay. It's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, just the relationships you you end up growing. I, I think I had your toe fall in my mouth the other day.
1: <laughs> no, you did not.
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: No, that didn't happen.
0: It was brief. It
1: didn't happen.
0: It didn't, like, rest on my lips.
1: <laughs> but it was... Yeah, it's hard to do that and, and not have, like, you know, have a friendship, right? Like, <laughs> you put your toe in somebody's mouth, you know? We're, it happens. We're
0: exchanging Christmas so gifts now. We've
1: gotten off on a tangent here, haven't we? A little bit. We kind of went off... We're, you're the host of this thing. You just <laughs> back on track.
0: So we got Jonathan Alves. Don't get weird just because I started talking about your toes. Okay. <laughs> they were nice. Uh, Jonathan Alves from Art of Jiu-Jitsu against Oliver Tart- Taza. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one because it's no-gi. Jonathan Alves is primarily a gi fighter that does IBJJF-specific events. Uh, he's another kind of – I think he's a two-year-old black belt. He um, got his black belt when he was one years old, so now he's two. And uh, he's going to go against Oliver Taza. Yeah. Snuck it in. I think
1: I'll go all over on that.
0: So it's kind of like fight to win almost rules. So aggression, not just sub attempts, like fight to win, they also consider aggression. Right. So fight to win is all about submission attempts. And if it goes to decision, that's who wins.
1: That's a tough one.
0: This is about aggression. So Alves is a. Like, when when Keenan had that rant on does Barambolo work or not? And he was saying it doesn't unless you're Mikey Musamechi, uh, Roberto Jimenez, Marigali, and Jonathan Alves. Mm-hmm. Like he is one of the best Barambolo guys there are. And the Barambolo is kind of a way, it's a good defense against leg locks, right? It's a, it's a good movement when someone's entering in. Yeah, to the legs that you can rebolo and take the back. So how does that play out against someone like Taza? Yeah, that that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's that's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun match to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm just. You ask me for who I is gonna win. I'm just throwing that out there. I think. You're going Taza. Yeah. Hmm. And that's I'm really just a flip of a coin. It's not.
0: I, I would lean Taza. Um this will be interesting to see like how, how do how how do uh that, an AOJ superstar guy's uh, leg locks look. Yeah. Right? This is gonna be the first time we really get to see one of oh, their I'm sure guys. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably uh, alright. Yeah. <laughs> um So that's the main card, then we get down to the prelims uh, at the top of that is gonna now this is this is gonna be probably Unless it ends really quickly, fight of the night. Andrew Tackett against uh, Mikel Galval.
1: Oh, man, that's going to so, be a good one. So,
0: the Phenom.
1: i, I got to go Galval on that
0: one. For sure. I, I have to as well.
1: No relation to Andre, right? No
0: relation. Uh, this is like, you got to look this guy up if you don't know who he is. Yeah, he's incredible.
1: Uh, it, it's fun. It, I, he's gonna be big he's gonna be big he's gonna
0: be one of the guys that when he becomes a black belt he's a brown belt right now when he because only due to age requirements with the IBJJF and that sort of thing same with like the Rotolos being brown belts when he gets his black belt he's immediately in the running at every tournament he does
1: yeah he's, he's he is super fun yeah I'm, I'm excited for his career
0: he's I, the one that did that kind of arm bar hop over thing that I I sent yeah. you it <laughs> like yeah. So he just did pans nogi one that isn't
1: it crazy to watch how these guys how they're moving now?
0: Oh yeah, he said the first three guys at pans, which is a major, combined in under a minute and a half. That's that's incredible. I mean, holy cannoli.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm taking him in that one. <laughs> and he's while I'm he's against Tackett, those guys are awesome.
0: Yeah, and this is not the black belt Tackett, which is right. the best one out of the three brothers. Yeah. This is the I don't know if he's purple or brown belt at at the moment. Uh, he, the Andrew Tackett's the savage that he was doing fight to win. And oh, yeah. he was a blue belt and the fight right before them was a purple belt match. And one of the guys got hurt warming up, so he jumped in and said, Here, I'll go against him. I don't care what weight class it is, because the guy was two weight classes bigger. He just stayed on the mat and then his fight came out.
1: Do you think the guy got hurt or do you think that his breakfast burrito hit? Like
0: have you was ever had that up
1: and he was like, Oh,
0: have you ever happening? have you, have you ever had that?
1: Um have, have I ever had it hit while I was getting ready to train? Yeah. Yeah for sure. What what do you do? Go to the bathroom.
0: Come on. You just go right there? Yeah. Just go. And then you still train?
1: Afterwards? Oh yeah. Wow. You just you just you know, knock it.
0: it out. I and can't right do back it. To it. I can't You're do it. I can't do it. You're done. I'm done for the night.
1: Yeah. Sorry guys. That's incredible. Just get yeah,
0: never Right?
1: Let's get the dude wipes out, baby.
0: I just don't know if they're good enough. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, we are officially <laughs> off the rails.
0: I need a full-on shower, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, Have you ever heard of the triple S's?
1: No. You ever heard that? Uh-uh.
0: It's, <laughs> make sure I get it right. I think it's shave shit shower.
1: Okay. That's the order?
0: I was trying to think. I thought it was maybe shit shave shower, but that wouldn't make sense. Because why would you do it that way? All right. If you're a gentleman, you're probably going to do it shave first.
1: No, I typically don't try to eat big meals before I train, so yeah. that's not a bet. Yeah. So what else we you guys have? Is that it for the card?
0: <laughs> Trying to keep this on. No. So we got Kolobate against Safia Wiltsey. It's Andrew Wiltsey's brother. Oh. Brown belt. Kolobate is the young 16-year-old blue belt. From Aoj, a lot of Aoj on this card. A lot of Aoj. I think they try to do that, like when there's a lot of team members on it. Yeah. So there's quite a few DDS guys, I think. Right? There's three DDS um, guys. <coughs>
1: yeah, I don't know or enough. about either players. of those two guys.
0: I'm actually gonna take Kolobate This kid is. I wouldn't say he's as dynamic as the Galval, but he's really freaking good. He is. He's. He's really good. And then there's one more fight, which is a 10th Planet guy. I've seen him at, like, Combat Jiu-Jitsu, I think. Um, and he's pretty good against one of Danaher's purple belts, Damian Anderson. Okay. Um, pretty good. I mean, but that whole card's just going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm down. Let's uh, throw an open mat on and put it on TV. Yeah. And...
0: So i got a couple questions, and I want to get down to some nitty-gritty, and I don't want you to be filtered. Don't be a little biatch. All
1: right. Okay? All right, I'll, tr- I'll
0: try. Should white belts be able to roll immediately? Yes. Like they come in first day, should they be able to train and, and, and spar? Should
1: they be able to? Yes, they should be able to. They should have the option. Uh, they're not, you shouldn't feel like they're required to. You know, I, that's really kind of just a personal thing. Like, I've never, I've never been like, oh, no, you can't train us day one. I've heard of academies doing that, but man, I, one of the things I try to pride ourselves on and I try to really maintain in our academy is just like an authentic jiu-jitsu environment. Mm-hmm. And part of that, when I came up in jiu-jitsu, like the, the gym I trained at down in Burien, it was it was very small, there was holes in the wall. I mean, I'm not looking for that kind of authentic. I want Ooh, to be right. professional, <laughs> but I want the environment to be authentic, meaning that I want the jujitsu jitsu to feel like it's natural and, um, and laid back and yeah. it's not so rigid structure,
0: Yeah.
1: right? And yeah. so you can have structure. You can have uh, rules in place and things that, are, that, that maintain your academy and keep a, a level of professionalism, but then some people take that, there's a line, right, and then they go too far. And what I mean by that is, is it starts to feel corporate. So, I think that I understand the reasoning why they wouldn't have a white belt role day one. But to me, um, it maybe it's for whatever reason. I, I, some people maybe, like, oh, it's injury prevention, or oh, I wanna, I wanna get them to sign up. I don't want them to get smashed their first day, and then they don't want to sign up or they won't stick around, like. Whatever, this is... I'm not going to put, put on a front just to try and get people to sign out. Like, this is what we do. This is how we train. Right. When they come in, they should get a really good, a good snapshot of who we are and what we're about.
0: The dog has a rabbit head in his, head in his he mouth. He's going
1: to do another round watch. Oh, I thought he was going to do it again. <laughs> I thought he was going to go for <laughs> round two.
0: Um, so, I got this question. There it was. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: From... Ricardo Amendolio, okay, uh, you know what that is? Real old school guy. Yeah, uh, he commentates. I think. And okay, so he, he's he asked, asking that question. he asked it on Twitter. Okay, and I I was like the fourth person to actually respond. <laughs> he's gonna get a third.
1: He's splash. definitely. This is that's his lake right there. He's jumping into the lake. Yeah. So you and you you responded fourth on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and. I had looked at the responses before me, and I was kind of surprised.
1: Okay. I'd be interested uh, to hear these responses.
0: So, first guy says, not brand new people, but after six months or so, yes, definitely.
1: So, this guy, this guy says, a new guy shouldn't be able to spar for
0: six, six months. Six months. Just positional sparring before six months.
1: But that's still sparring.
0: Right. I mean, you're just going to start him in a bad spot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's,
1: what's, yeah. So, um, you just don't want him starting on his knees and not knowing what to do? Is kind of like the. or starting on the feet and not know what to do? I
0: didn't quite understand. I understand. I don't understand the logic. Frank. That. Frank. That's. that's brutal, the squeaking. Let me grab
1: that for him. We got you.
0: I feel bad, though, because. Look how happy he is. I
1: know.
0: Oh, Oh, he's, he's, oh I feel terrible. I feel terrible he's right now. Ripping it up. I feel, I feel terrible. You can throw it or something. I don't
1: know. I he's going to bring it back. Um, he's going to want me to throw it again.
0: So, a guy responded to that dude, the six-month guy, and goes, this, this is it. Like, this is the, an- the, the best answer. I trained at a McDojo when I first moved interstate, and, and a spazzing white belt fractured my jaw and knocked out two teeth with a headbutt. Okay. Shit happens, but two weeks into your month-free trial is not the time to be jumping into open mat. Which I'm like, are you telling yourself that? Or <laughs> kind of odd.
1: So the first guy says they shouldn't only they should only do positional sparring
0: up to six months, six months and before. then they can spar. And this guy's saying, "Yeah, that's awesome because I went to a mcdojo and a white belt so beat his, the shit out of me." And,
1: and this guy's <laughs> this guy's he's basically saying that it was at the mcdojo that that sparring happened.
0: Yes, and then a white belt spazzed that would be on the opposite. Right.
1: Right, like the McDojo would want to maybe not do sparring. Yeah, because you want to get more students.
0: Weird. Um, one guy says, "Wait, white belts aren't allowed to roll." Question <laughs> mark. Yeah, that guy. That, like that. That's me. <laughs> yep, that's Cam Wells. Yep. I don't know who that, that is, I, but he's my people. I like him. Uh,
1: <laughs> like, why? If that was the case, I never would have done jiu I
0: I can't imagine how many people would actually not like. If you just drilled, drilling is great, and it's necessary, and it's needed. And if you want to get better, I think there. And obviously, Danaher went over this on a Lex Friedman podcast. There's different kinds of drilling, for sure. But the funnest part of training is sparring.
1: Well, and it's funny what people define drilling as, right? So yeah.
0: Um. Did, did you listen to Danaher on Friedman?
1: I did not, but I'm going to.
0: It's. There's probably an hour, maybe 40. If you guys are
1: so highly intellectual, it'll be really hard to listen. I mean, I'm going to have to have my my Google opened up so I can look up words. It well.
0: took me four days to listen to it because yeah. it's three and a half hours long. And it's different. Like, Friedman challenges Danaher on some of his thoughts, which Rogan didn't really do. Right. And Lex actually does. Because you know how, like... When Danaher kind of was playing the game with Rogan of like what are the four principles yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the, you know, and then it's like, what are your four principles yeah. right um and I'm a danaher fan like i'm i'll I'm fan I'll kiss that booty right so uh but I can recognize when that's just kind of like a shitty thing right he lex kind of when it's he bad. when he did that, Lex was like, well, that's your perspective on this piece, you know, on this specific thing. So, and, and yeah, challenged him a bit on it. But uh, I think one of the things was when they were talking about drilling and Lex has an affinity for doing like a numbers thing. Like I want to do 10,000 reps of an arm bar and guard, let's say, on yeah. one side. And he has like, he's like, he thinks it's the Russian in him. That has this obsession that because he knows other people don't want to do it. Right. They don't want to do the reps. They do But so there's something that makes him feel good about that challenge. And then Dan and her was at first was saying that's pointless. Mm -hmm. But in time, he explains it's pointless because what happens is people just fixate on the number Mm -hmm. of doing 10,000 rather than actually like doing 10,000 good reps. It's okay. I just need to get (laughs) 99, right? 100, right. 101, well, doing it as like, fast like, as possible. Like
1: lifting, right? So if you're lifting and you're doing sets and you're, you're just going through getting to your number that you have written down in your notebook about what your workout is versus focusing on really, like, controlled, slow movement, making sure that you're contracting everything correctly. Yeah,
0: more like Olympic lifting, let's say, right, which is way more technical and… And you're not even using weight sometimes, like just the bar. Yeah. Because your reps need to be perfect throughout. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And s- just that slow, methodical maintaining, like, that That Chris talks about this all the time, making light weight heavy and time under tension, right? Yeah. And now she, now he's got an egg. <laughs> That's not a real egg. No? No. We got that from the, the bark box, but uh, my dogs get a. Once a month, I get a, a tree. It's a bark box, and these
0: things come in the promo box.
1: code Solheim. Crazy. Oh my gosh! Hashtag. Just, we should get sponsorship.
0: Barkbox.com/solheim. Barkbox.com. Check it out. Cascade. Yeah.
1: Um, can they be any? any
0: yeah, more? it's it's fairly brutal right it's, now.
1: It's. <laughs> I already took a toy from them. I have to pick another one. Sorry, buddy. You're going to be the devil to him. I, he hates me now. Yeah. He hates me. I, he, he would
0: pee when he saw you first time, and now...
1: Your dog hates me He's going to
0: shit on your I, shoes. I
1: had no other option. Yeah. So, anyway, where I was at on that was just making sure that you do things correctly, right? Now, when you... When you're drilling and I think that this is I'm glad you brought this up and we're, get, we're getting kind of down a rabbit hole here so we're gonna have to kind of work our way back out of it but um, what is drilling like then this guy said oh they're not allowed to spar with a lot of situational spar well to me situational sparring is sparring right right yeah it's, it's just it's just you're starting from a specified position yeah with a specific goal in mind um, so it's it, it is sparring um. And actually, that's a that's been a staple of jujitsu ever since I that was, I mean, ever since I've done jiu-jitsu, we've done specifics.
0: And that's another thing Dan Hart talks about It's like that's actually how you get better,
1: right? And that's the same thing Keenan talks about. Yeah. You know, when Keenan said, "Oh, drilling, drilling is worthless." Yeah. What he was referring to is that ten thousand rep idea, like, yeah. oh, you're just going to work through the move on a on an opponent. you're you're just going to drill the move with no resistance. What Keenan was actually advocating for was. You learn the technique. You learn how the principles of the technique with a, a partner that's cooperative, a traditional drill, but then you want to work in it in specifics and then work it into sparring. So like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, how uh, we were working lapel guard a couple weeks ago and how we were using it during sparring. We should be focused on trying to apply what whatever we're working on at the time and sparring, too. Kind of like when Gordon was hunting for the triangle, mm-hmm. right? He was hunting for the triangle in Wagner. Uh, maybe you and I are sparring, and I've been working with I'm going to be looking to see where I can hit Kimuras mm-hmm. from, right? Won't so
0: even come close. My,
1: we're sparring. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I'm also drilling. Like that's it, they, they become one and the yeah. same, right? And, and so, Which
0: Dan also talks about. Like, that's why it's good to roll with lower belts. It's, if you're, let's say, a purple or, or even a blue belt. Like... Roll with guys that are not as good as you and, and work on stuff. Yeah. Because you're going to get farther along than when I'm trying a new lapel technique. If I'm trying it on you, it it's gonna. I'm not even going to get close to getting into it, most likely.
1: I get that a lot as an instructor. I'll teach a technique, and uh, it, it may be blue belt. He's working. It could be a purple belt. No. Yeah. For example, I would teach a new technique, and the blue belt saying, "Man, it's not it's not working. Can you yeah. Show me what I'm doing wrong."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you would be like, "Well, what what's the problem? Well, I tried this on Muhammad, and it wasn't working." I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? You know, I mean, I, the, the guy is." Not letting it happen, right? You know, I mean, it's not that the, the technique doesn't work; it's just that he's doing the proper defense, right? Yeah. Um, and that, so therefore you need to switch it up and go to something else. Uh, but that's, but yeah, so there's, there's that idea that drilling can be more than just your traditional idea of drilling, and that could be done in situations it could be done in sparring. I really, and I like Keenan, and it sounds like Dana Herberley is the same way. I think that that's a, a much more effective way to. Have techniques set in, yeah. So I uh, and then when it comes back to white belt training day one, the kind of people that come into our gym, you know, most of the people that come into our gym, they they want to train jujitsu. They're there because they're there for a reason. They come to our academy. They want to train jujitsu. I can't imagine looking somebody in the eye and be like, "No, I'm sorry, you can't train for another right, another two weeks or whatever it may be, the prescribed time frame is."
0: Yeah, right? and. And so the first couple comments were, were gr- like saying no.
1: Yeah.
0: And I didn't check back with the thread until right now. There's four, 14 comments. Okay. Um, so I, I got, I responded pretty early. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. One, it got better. It, there wasn't so many Nancy's out there. Uh, one guy says, for a hundred bucks a month, I better be able to. One guy says, yes, after 10 classes, the white belts are allowed to roll, which, that's, like, such an arbitrary number. Ten classes. Yeah. What happens in ten classes? Like, I get, like, they're going to under, like, maybe understand what they're trying to do, but to me, we had a new guy today, first day, never done jiu-jitsu, didn't really, like, it seemed like he just was kind of like, I just heard about jiu-jitsu, doesn't really watch UFC much, anything like that, you know? So when he came in, I was like, he kept sitting to his butt, but he wrestled a little bit in high school, I think. I was like, dude, you can play top if you, if you want. It'll probably feel a little more natural for you. And he's like, okay, but I don't know what to do. I said, just try to get past my legs. I, I put him in side control. I said, try to get to this position and then try to mount me, like straddle me. So just try to get past my legs. Mm-hmm. And that, that was it. Like, you don't need 10 classes to learn. No.
1: That. Give them a basic concept so I get here. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it, I, sometimes I do the same thing with the, with the kids in the, in, in the kids' classes. Uh, you could teach them, let's take a double leg for instance. You could teach them all these kind of entries and all the, oh, you step this foot here, you, you shuffle step in, you take a deep penetrating step, you go to the knee, uh, you keep your back knee off the ground, you grab the legs, and then you, you know, you just walk them through the whole double leg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I just, I just have them put instead of working about all the entries and stuff. Just put one knee in between their legs. The back leg is up, and you're hugging their, 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 the back of their hamstrings. You're pulling their legs toward your chest, and your head is up into their rib cage. I said, just get here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now all of a sudden they start. Oh, mm-hmm. give them the finishing position and tell them to get there. And sometimes that's a lot easier for them to comprehend than you're walking them through all these steps. All that stuff confuses them give the end points, they get there. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's the best way.
0: It's one of the reasons why shadow boxing in front of a mirror is actually really good. Cause it were uh, a different sport golf. Uh, some people, they, they have a mirror and, and they're doing their practice swings in front of a mirror. Um, I know <clears throat> I forgot which pro coach talked about this, but uh, maybe Haney, but having, uh, pictures on the mirror of let's say ben hogan mm-hmm. a famous uh, old school golfer that had like one of the prettiest swings but he was p- always positionally very good so what you're doing is you can see where you're supposed to be on these photos next to the mirror and then when you're taking your swing back you can make your little adjustments to try to look yep and then a
1: good
0: idea. And, and you're at all the main positions how you're lining up on the ball your take and then your your fall through how your wrists are rolling whatever, you know, your chest, angle all this stuff. So if we're seeing that that pause of position in let's say a takedown, like a double leg, it's like, okay, that's what it needs to look like.
1: Yeah.
0: Ear against, look at you know, all this stuff. Rather than just verbally saying it, there's a visual of like this is where you should pause is right here. Um
1: did uh, did he did Ricardo ever post his opinion? Or
0: did uh, it up he liked mine, my, my comment. I responded with absolutely six reasons.
1: Absolutely they should be allowed
0: to train. Absolutely they should. Okay. I said, one, it exposes them to the most enjoyable part of training right away. Two, it shows immediately why it's different than the karate they did as a child. Three, rolling is riddled with teachable and humbling moments. Four, exercise. (laughs) Five, it can create immediate camaraderie. Uh, And then six, it's a reality check.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with all those reasons. I can't... I I don't see... There's a
0: character limit. It's like you can keep going, but you can...
1: I don't see how... It's funny because I actually... One of my... My little brother, one of his... Good friends growing up actually, he signed up for the um, Jiu Jitsu Academy and, and I, I, w- I don't want to name the, 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 the academy that he signed up to but uh, their academy wouldn't allow you to roll mm-hmm. as a white belt.
0: Mm-hmm. As a,
1: I I think as a white belt. Oh wow. and, uh, Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, but it was funny because he was over at my mom's one day and, and they were having uh, a get together he was over. And I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. Oh yeah, I've been training at such and such places. Oh, that's cool. And he started talking about it a little bit. And he, he kind of brought. He, he kind of started telling me. It was a really bizarre conversation because you could tell he had been kind of force fed an ideology, mm. and he was trying to explain to me why that ideology was better and why that ideology. Was more pure in nature for jujitsu.
0: Was he still a white belt? Yes. Did he teach a class that day? No.
1: It was I. I you know what? I didn't even <laughs> take offense to it. I. I. I kind of thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Like I mean, what are you gonna do? You know. I, this yeah. Was it was weird? Is this guy is athletic, He's strong, athletic? <laughs> I mean, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, my my little brother that back in when they were in high school, they were. Uh, they were they were national champs. Their rowing team mm. It was a national champion team.
0: Isn't that uh, crew? Of, is that what that's crew.
1: So, and this guy was part of that boat, and I mean, so he's a good athlete, right? You know, a legit, real athlete. Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, that's odd that he, he would have that kind of opinion, seeing like what pure competition. When his coach which is was sparring, leading,
1: uh, his coach, I believe, was a, a blue belt. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 guy that was telling him this, which was a bizarre. So it was just, yeah. But it was it was one of those things where it was they had their ideology, their 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 philosophy on training was right was just that you don't train as a white belt, and um, it was almost kind of indoctrination,
0: right, right. You
1: know, and and so I I, I didn't take offense to it. I was just you know. When I started jiu-jitsu, like, it was so raw and it was so, like, captivating to me because it was absent of all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, whatever. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for people that maybe get caught up in that because they're they're missing the real beauty of jiu-jitsu, which is you cut out all that BS and you get real. And and that's what – the beauty lies in that, right? Yeah. Uh, so no, I I don't have any problem, any qualms about a new guy coming in and rolling. Really. No, I'm not I'm not going to put them with somebody if I see somebody come in and I'm watching them train and maybe they're, um, maybe a little spazzy or something. I'm not going to let them train with just anybody. I'm going to put them with people that can handle. Them. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put them with somebody that can maybe they can hurt or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm, mm. I, I I I watch pretty closely and I try to make sure that they're partnered with the right people. Yeah. So. Uh, that's kind of the way I go about
0: it. I think one guy from the grappling, the grappling rewind podcast, he, uh, which is like a good podcast that they go over all the events. Yeah. Um, just recap it a little bit. He says rolling on my first day was what got me into the sport. Had I not been allowed to try it out my first day, I don't think I would have been back. So yeah. I think that's pretty common. Yep. Um, I had another question with how do promotions work with timelines. Okay. Uh, I want to save that one because at this point your microphone has died. Okay. And I'm recording your voice through my cell phone.
1: Gotcha. So we will, we will, we'll wrap this up. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Wrap it up, B. Yeah. What? Wrap it up, B.
0: Is that a reference?
1: It's a, it's a reference. It's a reference. I watched this last night. It's wrap-it-up box. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle show.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you sent me a clip of hey, Clayton Bigsby. Got,
1: yeah, it's terrible.
0: It's weird that you sent that. The,
1: ra- the wrap-it-up box. You've never seen that one? It doesn't ring about. Okay, well, we're going to have to watch that one.
0: And Frank stole the bunny head just in time also. Okay,
1: perfect. Here you go. Here's the egg. Wrap it up, B.
0: You just hit my dog in the face with an
1: know <laughs> <laughs> Where that came from.
0: <laughs> Keep talking, hard ass.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um Okay, well we'll uh we'll come back for an- for another one. Sweet. Thanks, Andrew. Peace out. Peace
1: No rule the white belts. <laughs>
0: no <laughs> Yeah. We're kicking them all out next yeah. time. No way. You guys are done.